Shut up and sit down. Welcome to the Absolute Worst Podcast. I'm Allison Royer. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. And Each I'm week Tina in our show, Powell. we seek and give free therapy by telling you our problems, asking you to tell us your problems. And we just pray to God that any of it works out. We're basically okay. the opposite of Oprah. What is happening to you? <laughs> you just got so hateful. <laughs> <laughs> it's because of Sarah. She's had a literal rubber band oh wrapped God. around her head for the last four hours. And I just don't even know how to respond to it. <laughs> What are you doing? And how, why did you get that rubber band? We still don't have her microphone fixed. She know, can't tell us. I know. I'm sorry, Sarah. She's making a pouty face. Sarah's voice will now just be in a series wah, wah, of physical wah, 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 movements wah, wah. that we'll try to describe. <laughs> we'll, put, we'll have her draw some flow charts of her <sighs> movements and post them on Instagram. Oh, boy. <laughs> As usual, we've really kicked this episode Man, off. I'm nailing it. Really. <laughs> Really nailing it. So I have a theory. I want to start reading some th- feedback, but I have a theory about who this person is. So, oh, but it's an anonymous show. <laughs> I know. Okay. So you know how we've been getting emails from somebody named Republican Rob? Uh-huh. Okay. So Republican Rob, if you're listening, I want you to know that you've actually sent us several emails. Oh, nice. And I, I, I don't want you to start getting worried because I haven't read them on the show Bitch, I'm watching you. I got my eye on you. Don't think that you're under the radar and that we're not up to date on your emails. As I've mentioned before, there's always a place for the emails that we get. And I have a, a vision for you, so don't don't worry. But what I think he did is I think he changed tactics because now this is from fake name Dana's brother, Rob. Oh, yeah, it probably is the same guy because he said I was like the little sister that he yes, wants to go away you're so you right. guys can bang. Okay, okay, so I was right because I was like, I think this is Republican Rob. Yeah. So he says, subject line, hello. I just wanted you ladies to know I'm thinking about you today. It's been a tough few ones for me of late. Life can be bare at times. Regardless, you two are my Anon besties. Just wanted you to know I appreciate you all the best. Oh, I love him. Now, I don't even remember what it was in his email where I'm like, I think this is Republican Rob. And you're right. It never, because he said. Dana's brother. You're right. Mm-hmm. So, hey, Republican Rob, um, you and I are still dating, so don't worry. Um, <laughs> and I know that it's you, and I know you sent us some other stuff, and we're going to get to it. And, and I've never had a big brother before. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. Now, he didn't say big brother. Oh. <laughs> he just said he was your brother. I, you're making I'm so young. young. You're big. <laughs> I'm just so young. You know, I I guess I said that because some people, you know, Eric Stone Street is kind of like my mean big brother. And this is your I nice, yeah, your I nice big brother. For him, <laughs> but you've just acquired him on yeah. accident. Uh huh. This is fake name. Searching for a smile. Subject line. Just a thanks. Now let me tell you what I love about our new website. So when people email us through the website, there's an option for them to put their email address, mm-hmm. which is great because now I will email them back. Because a lot of times when people wrote through the old website, I could never reply to them and let them know hey your episode's going to be up or hey whatever it's an option it's super cool so now you know when you put your email in we aren't going to like stalk you i mean i guess that's not true i will never mind (laughs) (laughs) hi dana and allison (laughs) (laughs) so i hope that is helpful so just keep sending your emails let me stalk you and bye I've been binge listening to your podcast for about the last two weeks. I'm on episode 34. Wow. Wow. Good job. And I owe you both a thank you. 
Short backstory. I'm 25 and I've been living on my own for the past two and a half years. Prior to that, I was in my childhood abusive household. Mm-hmm. I've been working with my other therapist on dealing with the trauma and the PTSD, depression, and anxiety that has come from the first 23 years of my life. I'm currently spending some time with my family, and while it has been very difficult, I've been getting by by listening to your podcast. Mm-hmm. I laugh ev- I laugh until I cry every time I listen. Thank you for keeping me hopeful, for being a bright spot in my day, and for being my therapist when my other therapist is unavailable. You ladies rock. P.S. For whatever reason, I love the Neva's Corner song, and I hope Allison continues to sing oh it creepily. Oh yes! Wait, who was this fake name? <laughs> fake name, Searching for a Smile. Searching for a Smile. That gave me tingle. Hey, Searching for a Smile, I want to give you something. Neva's oh boy. We haven't even done anything corner. wrong yet. <laughs> Although we've missed some Neva's corners, and I'm sure yes. we have a buildup. Like, I should just say sorry for existing. <laughs> Tina, you're going to love this. Uh oh. I forgot about I this. get scared when she says things like that because it usually means I'm going to fall apart. No. Uh, <laughs> this says, subject line, all caps, for Dana. <gasps> yes. Then it says, open parentheses, love you too, Allison. <laughs> Dear Dana, I'm writing to ask you an important question. Okay. Please consider the attached note and notify me of your decision. You ladies are awesome, and I freaking love your radio show. Bye! Love, real name, Allie, short for Alice. Now look at this shit. I can't wait. We're going to put this on our Instagram. She wrote a beautiful note. It says, Dear Dana... Will you be my best friend? Then there's, um, she can check boxes. The first is yes. The second is definitely. The third is hell yeah. Allison isn't the only one with best friends. Your friend, Allie. That's my choice. (laughs) Hell yeah. Is this not the most amazing thing you've ever seen? I cannot believe that someone cared enough about me that they took the time to, like, that makes me want to cry. Really? <laughs> yes. You're unstable and I love it. I love it. Thank Isn't that you, so cute? Allie. So we're going to put that on our Instagram so that Dana can continue to experience love. I love it. So you don't think I'm your best friend? No. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? You call everyone your best friend, and that means it has no meaning. No, it does, because they have different versions of best friends. Uh, yeah. You? You're my child. <laughs> Sarah, I consider you my friend. You didn't say best. She's looking for a best creepy. friend. She doesn't want us to be her best friend. That she- girl just called you her best friend, and then you just called her creepy. No, Sarah <laughs> thinks that we're creepy. If you were Sarah, would you want to be our best friend? No. No. No, I wouldn't. I get it. Sarah, did we ever share the texts of how, you, of remember your job interview from when I hired you? I don't think I saw those. Uh, maybe not. Because you just told me I got us an intern. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I must have said it on the show. And then Sarah, we have to go back and find those texts because Sarah was like, I don't even remember what you sent me. I think I was home for Christmas. I was in Chicago and I did reply to her because it was wow. a code red. So sometimes if it's like a code was red, it? I reply. Dana, it? I still don't think I got that BuzzFeed email from you. It was on Facebook Messenger and I know you hate it. Yeah, I why communicate would you, in so many you different ways. Every, but also Facebook Messenger is the least reasonable way to I contact know, got, somebody so about someone, an important business opportunity. Someone who worked at BuzzFeed contacted me through Facebook Messenger. So I forwarded it. To you. I'm going to tell you right now, you didn't. You're lying. No, I'm not. 
This is so I love so that you're exciting. on your phone trying to figure it out, and you're going to be so upset when you're wrong. Listen, literally, I, yeah, I, you never sent it to me. Yes, I've, I did. I've never felt more vindicated. Now, Dana, you can't look because you have a show to do. Focus. I'm going to look. No, Dana. What? This is subject line, new form. I feel the same. <laughs> <laughs> because they're t- Dana, if you don't put your phone down, I'm going to have to do something drastic. Okay, but I can't help it. There's like five or six different things. Here it is right here. Allison Royer sent you that, sent you a thing about that's sperm That's a spreadsheet. Cast. Yes, that's how you, that's how we had to apply for the job. But you didn't respond to, and look at, I've been going for pages and <laughs> you haven't responded to I any of I thought you were just it. telling me about a spreadsheet. It was really unclear. Ugh. Okay, here we go. Fake name. Holy, sh- holy shit, I swear I wrote that. Subject, I feel the same. Dear Allison and Dana, I believe it was episode 48 when the lady wrote in talking about being with her husband for 11 years and her marriage is falling apart. Mm. I am in the same boat. I literally bawled my eyes out listening to you read this because it happened to be the same day my husband and I decided to get a divorce. I also feel like who could ever love me? I can't even make my marriage work. I just want you to know that listening to you ladies has helped me in so many ways and I just want you to know how much I appreciate you. Love, hopelessly divorced mom of three. Well, I know you're not asking for help, but we're just going to give it to you because that's what we do here. Well, we're just going to give you some love. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, the idea that any person in the world is unlovable is just inherently not true. It's not true, and you're not broken. No. Yeah. And from... I remember the first woman's email, and the fact that you identified with it so much to me means it's because you were working really hard at your marriage, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that that is... You know, divorce is so prevalent now mm-hmm. that we almost forget how painful it is. Because they say it, that they're two of the most traumatic things that can happen to you in your life is the death of a loved one and a divorce. Yes. Yeah. Because, and this was actually a storyline in Real Housewives of New York this I season. I just want you to know. Because one of the women was comparing her divorce to the other person is a widow. Mm-hmm. And they were like, no, this isn't the same at all. And I'm not saying that it is, but I am saying it. it is a loss. Mm-hmm. And you do go through a grieving process. Traumatic. And, you know, I think, at least for me, in my younger years, when I went through a breakup, right? Mm-hmm. We, you've seen it in movies and play out in life, right? You're hysterically crying in your bed. You're listening to sad music. Maybe you're drinking too much. When you have three fucking kids, you can't do any of that. No. So when do you feel that pain? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when do you get to experience the grief? Because to be able to move forward, you do have to go through the grief. Right. Yeah. But you also have to be a parent to your children. Yeah. So I can't imagine the struggle and finding the balance between being a, a you know, sort of beacon of hope and light for your children mm-hmm. and, and trying to relay the message to them that we're going to be okay. We're still a family. We're going to be able to get through this. Well, at the same time, letting yourself fall apart, Yeah, you know, because I feel like there's so many stories that I've heard and I've done it myself in my life where you shove something down, you shove it down, you shove it down. It's going to come and find you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're going to have to feel those other feelings. Avenue if you're not allowing it to be, if you're not allowing it to be your emotions, it's going to find you through whatever, whatever it is. Shopping or alcohol. Food. Or yes. Food or, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to find you. And so we just hope that, first of all, we're so grateful that, you know, we're bringing you something that's helping you. That can identify with what you're going through. Mm-hmm. And also what I want to say about divorce too is, um, 
sometimes relationships don't work out. Yeah. You know, we live so much longer now mm-hmm. and we're so much more aware of like what's healthy mm-hmm. to stay in and what's not, you know, back in my parents' day and before that, it was just unacceptable to get a divorce. Right. So you just lived miserably. Right. You know, but now we're living so much longer and we deserve to be happy mm-hmm. and people change mm-hmm. and sometimes you don't grow together. Mm-hmm. And anything that you've decided for yourself, and we've talked about this before, like we have all of these arbitrary judgments that we've created for ourselves and they are arbitrary and they are ours. And we've talked before about perception. You know, I've talked about, you know, I had a C-section when I had, and this is like a weird weird, uh, um, I think, uh, example. But for me, I had a C-section when I had my baby. And and I don't have any feelings about that. Like, that doesn't bother me at all, mm-hmm. you know? But I know so many women who had their plan of what their birth, birth was going to be like. Be, yeah. And they had a C-section, and they can't even talk about it. You know, like, it just cripples them. We've yeah. talked about breastfeeding. Yeah. My friend Jessica, like, when she had her baby, she was like, bring me formula. My husband doesn't work. He's gone all the time. I'm not breastfeeding. I don't want to breastfeed. She That had no power over her because it's what we decide are our things. She's just decided, I'm divorced. I have three children. No one will ever love me. Who told you that? What story is that? Mm -hmm. Let that story go. That's some bullshit idea. I don't know where you got it, Mm -hmm. but give that away. Like Leave that here on the table today because that's not a real thing. It's just not. It's your brain speaking negatively to you. And we got to learn sometimes how to block out that negative voice. Yeah. Yes, because that's not anything I've ever learned. You don't. You, I'm not hearing that and being like, "Oh yeah, that's, that's something we all over, know." Nobody's gonna you know, like her. if you get divorced yeah. and you have children, that's the end of it. You're unlovable. That's just something it's you've just decided not. for yourself. Yeah. You know, so let that idea go. You're letting it oppress you. That idea. Yes, and yeah. then when you do that, you can't. You're right. When you don't let the love out, you can't let the love back in. And you're gonna start believing it if you mm-hmm. allow that to right. stick around. Right. You know, and so just so don't keep showing lovable. up for your children. Try to be a good co-parent with your with your ex-spouse you're and not broken no it just didn't work out and yes. that's okay and and, some, and we're not saying don't try and work at your marriage but it seems like she did yeah she the already, decision has right. been made right and that's okay right yeah. Yeah. So like, what's the next thing that you can do I don't know what the right process is for you mm-hmm. you know like if if the thing is that you need to just live in the you know and sometimes I think we don't like it's it's okay to acknowledge something and being like hey this is super sad yeah that's okay mm-hmm. you know and and that you did everything that you could to make it work. Mm-hmm. It didn't. So now this is the new reality. Like it's like that, that all the stages, right? Like getting mm-hmm. into the acceptance about and it. And even after divorce, you know, I have a friend going through divorce and they said, you know, they know they made the right decision and it's not been, it's been pretty acrimonious, but there was a day that this person got sad. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, because you were with that person for so long. Right. You were a part of each other's lives. That makes sense. Of course. You're right. not crazy. Keep listening. Keep writing in. We want to hear about your path because, you know, it's, I feel like it's not something we've talked a ton about on this show no, is, is divorce and what, you know, and if you're somebody who's been through it and you felt like this woman did and you've come out on the other end, we would love to hear your story. Yeah, right in. And your experience. Give and if you're somebody support, who... we're not qualified in any way for anything. No, certainly not <laughs> under any circumstances. But I think everyone knows that. I, I don't think, think so. It's pretty apparent that we can't even keep our lives together. <laughs> So, you know, and and I just feel like so many people have gotten, listen, if you're 
anybody that listens to this show that has gotten some sort of positive benefit, it's for sure not because of Dana and I. No, this it's is because your show. Of the, uh, this is your show. It's because <laughs> of the other people that have written them advice. And so just please, you know, if anybody has any Keep words of wisdom it. for this woman, we'd you love to hear it. You guys are helping people. You guys and Sarah. Basically, Dana and I sat down with a goal. We never achieved it, but you guys sure did. So thank you. Yeah. What was our goal? <laughs> to help people. Oh. <laughs> Okay, remember the woman from Ireland? We were super heartbroken by her story. She said one of her kids had an eating disorder. Yes, The yes. other one had severe depression and maybe suicidal ideation. Uh, yes. yes. Okay, so this person, this was actually a, one of our Instagram comments, but I wanted to read it on the show in case somebody missed it. This was in response to episode 53. This person wrote, the lady from Ireland should join the Facebook group called Grown and Flown Parents. Oh. Lots of advice from a supportive community about teens with depression, what's <gasps> normal, what's not, etc. Great resource for all kinds of teen stuff, including this. Love you guys. So it's called Grown and Flown lone parents it's a facebook Facebook group so um i hope i really hope she listens uh, yeah i hope our friend from ireland listens to this thank you for that yes and that was one of our instagram this is someone um cozy 3j is her instagram handle which by the way if you're not following us on instagram you're missing some fun people have become friends oh yeah from different countries Via our Instagram. Oh, no, it's amazing. Yeah. And also, uh, Dana and I did this, like, poll on Instagram. People asked us questions, and and they've started a Facebook group for the listeners of the show. It's called AWP Interns. It's a yeah. private group. It was public, and then things went south. So <laughs> <laughs> it's private again. Dana's probably pretty happy because I'm drinking water now and not coconut meat. Yeah. Nobody drinks coconut meat. That's not a thing. No, okay. I thought it was. I paid a lot of money for it. Yeah, you were wrong. They do too. This is a little long, but it's really good. And I wanted to get to it kind of quickly. This is a recent email we got. Okay. So this is subject line. Just listen to episode number 21. Dana and Allison, I've been binge watching. Okay, just so we're clear, this is Somebody a podcast. I don't know was, what you're watching. A radio but show. Is... They're all just like you. <laughs> I love it. This is like when my mother's laugh. I put it on the television and I can't find it. What show? What channel is or when it? On? My family's like, hey, we got an idea for a good sketch. <laughs> Okay, we love you. We're sorry we're already ripping on you. Okay. (laughs) I have been binge watching as much as I can after a good friend from work told me about your podcast. I put Dana first because it seems she needs a little bit more involvement. And she says time and time again about how everything is just addressed to Allison, which you both are amazing. Thank you. Everything you talk about so far, except for some of the tangents about pregnancy. I still listen to those parts. I do tend to turn it into background noise most of the time. That's okay. I have a son that just turned 14 in May and have been, and it's been a long time since I had really had one of those conversations about pregnancy. <laughs> I have been divorced from my son's mother for about 13 years. I used to work with two wonderful women that had the same dynamic that the two of you have. I really miss working with them so very much. And listening to your podcast really helps fill a void in my life I didn't even realize that I had. Anyways, about the reason that I am writing in. Episode 21 starts off with suicide awareness. So this is when... um, My friend Julie's essay. Yes, she had written an essay about her sister. Who committed suicide. Right, Mm -hmm. and Gina and I fall apart, and it was Suicide Awareness Month, and we wrote this letter on the show. And it was one of the first times, I think, that we decided to get kind of serious, and Mm -hmm. we had a big conversation about 
are we going to read this on the show? Is it appropriate? Are people people just coming here to laugh? Are they going to be mad? And we got so much support from that because I think, you know, and we've talked about this before is that life is sad and it's really hard, Mm -hmm. but it can be very funny, you know, that, you know, I think a lot of times in our attempts at whatever, you know, I just think that people like to laugh and it, 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 they say it's like the great medicine and it's healing and, and, and it doesn't mean that you're not being respectful or understanding the right, seriousness. Right. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, that's why we have the absolute yours is mm-hmm. we just need to take a step back and laugh at our ridiculous lives yeah. because we've all been through a lot. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just look at it from a different angle and go like, how did that happen? Like yeah. I married a man that I met and he was passed out next to a keg. Like, is that reasonable? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's working. <laughs> it doesn't seem to be working. <laughs> so episode 21 starts off with suicide awareness and an amazing story that brought me to tears. I have been diagnosed as bipolar and I struggled daily with thoughts of suicide, depression, and inadequacy. Mm. It took several hospital stays after suicide attempts for them to figure out that I had more than just run-of-the-mill depression. Once I had this diagnosis hanging over my head, it felt that I had a death sentence. The stigma that it attached that is attached to mental illness is something that is very difficult for people to understand and not judge you upon. Mm. While I was in middle school, my best friend and cousin killed himself on Christmas Eve. During the holidays, I know that I get kind of crazy and just can't make myself do things as simple as wrapping presents. I know that my bipolar makes it difficult for me to be in a relationship. I notice that I am much more level and I... And I wouldn't quite say happy, but I am not as prone to cycling to the depressive as deep. I am currently struggling with thoughts of suicide and just feeling like I'm alone and in a dead end and that nothing matters at all. I live in mid-Missouri and there isn't much of anything here besides my son that really makes me want to be a human being. Lately, I've been looking at what it would take to leave the country, but that they always want someone to have something to give to the new country to live there. I just recently got my associates in business and I'm trying to get my bachelor's in business with a focus in account. But it just feels like I'm going through the motions and that it doesn't even matter. I know that suicide is something that is extremely selfish and just hurts those that are left behind. But suicide isn't about hurting those around you. It's about not being broken anymore. To see what is next, if anything. If there is nothing next, then it doesn't matter. If there is something next, then what's the point in this life? And let's get on with it already. I know that I want to be here for my son, but I also know that these things are not necessarily rational. The past few months, I have had days that the only thing that kept me from planning or something more was that it's too close to my son's birthday and I don't want to ruin this time of year for him. When I get into a relationship with someone, I always put everything I have into it and forget to take care of myself. And if they are having problems above and beyond what I can help with, it makes it to where I am pulled down even farther than what I would be just on my own. I feel so stuck. I want to do something with my life and be more than nothing. I have about three friends and all of them came from my work. Mm -hmm. I work with a cell phone company and my boss is constantly telling me that my position that I enjoy is going to be going away soon and that I will have to go into the sales side of things. And that thought makes me want to just stop trying completely. I have also been struggling with my weight and just have no self-motivation or anyone in my life to help keep me motivated and even of what to do. I eat out pretty much every day and for breakfast I have a bottle of Soylent and for dinner or lunch I just get fast food. I was walking after work quite a bit but then summer hit and walking in 90 plus degree degree weather makes me want to melt. I have hit the most I have ever 
weighed at 315 pounds, and I just can't keep myself from eating all the foods. I want to do something, but I have no idea what I want to do with my life. The closest direction I have come up with is becoming an accountant, but I am going to be 36 on December 13th, and it feels like I don't have anything to offer. I have lived in Missouri since we moved out here when I was three or four and have lived in the same town for the past 32 years. The only real debt that I have is student loans. I have no credit card debt, and I have the car that I bought in September paid off. I rent for a really good price for the area. I keep thinking I want to buy a house, but I want to leave and do something new and different and just away from here. I know that no matter where I go there, I will be, and all my problems and issues will still be right with me and nothing except maybe the scenery would be different. I know I am really all over the place, and you probably think I am a psycho. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for your podcast. It really does help to listen to you guys. It is some of the best parts of my day when I listen. You both are amazing, and I hope you never stop making them. Sincerely. And then I'm not going to read his name because I'm keeping you anonymous. Okay. So I just um, want to apologize. I'm probably going to have to clear my throat because I'm crying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much for your honesty. And and I cried when I read it and I wanted to get to it. You know, Mm -hmm. I think sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, we should get an expert. You know, we should, you know, and I'm just kind of like trusting that. I mean, we've said before, we know we're not qualified to deal with this. But somebody listening is. That's right, you know? And so I just wanted to read this on the show as soon as I could. Um, Dana, go. Well, one of the things that I want to say right off the bat is (laughs) I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Um, Whenever they were talking about, um, you know, committing suicide being the most selfish thing you could do, I definitely was a proponent of that thought for many, many years. Mm -hmm. I was like, how could anybody do that to the people that they love and leave them behind Mm -hmm. to mourn and grieve? And I've realized, you know, this year has been a difficult year. Mm -hmm. We've had so many high profile suicides. Mm -hmm. When this happened with Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain in the same week, I was reading a lot of articles about it. And I had always been one of those people who was like, yeah, how could you be so selfish? You're leaving everyone else behind to deal with your problems. And, um, you know, I, I started reading and it's, and realized or was learned from this that it's not that they're being selfish. They don't see it that way. Mm -hmm. They literally think that everyone that the world and their loved ones will be better off without them right it's not an act of selfishness but that's just not not true you know like people want you to be here and it's so hard to get out of our brains telling us these evil messages of like everyone would be better without me and that's not the case you know and in listening to this letter you know, he mentions his weight and, um, I can identify with that. That can be something that's very depressing. And, um, I just, because he said he's in Missouri, I have a friend that uh, it's called Woodall Weight Solutions. And basically what he does is he's a nutritionist and a personal trainer and basically a personal friend right. via the phone. And he has clients all over the world. So if that was something that... Well, and you've told me about him and he was a heavier person. He was a heavier person. Right. He struggled with... And he worked at the <clears throat> hospital and he started thinking, how can I be telling these people like how to help themselves right. when I'm not taking and what, care of myself? And how do you myself? spell it? Woodall, W-O-O-D-A-L-L. He's a bright light. He's lovely yeah. and wonderful. But you know, maybe that's something that this person could start looking at a little more as a... 
don't know, like um, a distraction. Just a starting place. Yeah, yeah. And a distraction from that negative voice of like, okay, I'm going to focus on this right now. Right. And also he mentioned that there's such a stigma about mental illness. Right. And it's so true. I understand that, but it's changing. It is. And it maybe, really is. And maybe he can be the a voice to help right. change it. Right. I think... There's so many things between what you said and 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 also in reading his letter. Um, I think the the one thing that I want to talk about to start, you know, I always kind of relay everything back to being an alcoholic. You know, like I used alcohol and drugs, abusive. You know, I abused those for like ten years, and for the last thirteen, I've been physically sober, but I've also <clears throat> Sorry, I've also been in recovery, you know, mm-hmm. and, and for me, what that means is that I still talk about, you know, what it was like to be an alcoholic. I still talk with other alcoholics. Mm-hmm. I still, you know, I, I have a process. And so it sounds a lot like what you're saying with your friend is even writing this letter is the first step, yeah. right? Because I think the next thing that happens is other people, I have no doubt that we're going to hear from people yes. that identify with this, yes. you know, because Dana and I may not always have the exact same experiences. You know, Dana recently talked about how she suffers from depression and she had to go back to her doctor because she didn't feel like her medicine was working. Yeah. You know, and I don't know if you have a relationship with a, a doctor or not. And if you do and you think it's time to kind of change whatever meds you're on that was something that worked for Dana recently mm-hmm. you know um i have a history of anxiety particularly i in my case i i'm not somebody who is medicated i i don't i'm i don't take drug you know like but that's important for me because i've historically used mood altering substances abusively mm-hmm. so i personally try to stay away from drugs because I'm a drug addict. (laughs) It's just maybe not a good fit for me. Um, And I really, one of the things that really resonated with me, um, not only in this letter, but what Dana was talking about, you know, depression, and I've heard this said about alcoholism, right? Like alcoholism affects everybody. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter how much money you make. It doesn't matter what color skin you have. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter your sexual orientation. If you have alcoholism, you just have it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just an unfortunate thing. And, and what that means for me is there's nothing that anybody could have done. Like I came from a really good family, you know, mm-hmm. like I, but I was finding myself in straight up like crack houses. You mm-hmm. know, I found myself on the West side of Chicago. I found myself with dangerous people in dangerous situations. And you could look at my life and say, but why? Mm-hmm. Gosh, she's so pretty. Gosh, she's so smart. Gosh, she has such a nice family. Gosh, she's, none of that fucking matters. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with suicidal thoughts and depression, it doesn't matter if he has a fucking 14 year old son no. because that depression is stronger, it's unfortunately, sometimes. Than anything. And that's what has been my experience with alcohol is sometimes I don't fucking care what the consequences are because mm-hmm. I just need to have a drink. Mm-hmm. You know, I know and I've had negative consequences for my drinking. You know, I have um, you know, faced tremendous um uh, um, uh, what the fuck is the word, you guys? 
why doesn't my brain not work? I've had a lot of consequences from my alcohol and drug use. And the next time, because it's not like I just magically got sober one day. I, for so many years, thought I just have to stop. I just have to stop doing. And to me, that's what I identify with is the struggle, Mm -hmm. you know, of like, I know this isn't right. I know this isn't the right way to think, but I can't fucking stop it. You know, like, but I just have to have another drink, you know, but I just have to do this thing again. I know I've crashed my car. I know I've woken up like bloody and busted. I just, you know, I know all that intellectually. It doesn't stop me from picking up another drink. It just doesn't work like that. Well, and I think, yeah, you're right. Suicidal thoughts. It's like, we know that it's logically, I think, you know, nobody's going to be better off if I kill myself, right? you know, but it's hard because those voices are telling us they would, and it feels very real. Right. Yeah. 100%. And so, you know, it feels so trite because there's all these petty little things that we could tell you, right? Like we care about you and that you have mm-hmm. a community here. We could say, here's the first step. Just reach out with this person and, you know, take one step towards your weight. Here's what you're going to, your job might be on, but you're going to be okay. And all of those things. But I think more than any of that, certainly there's tangible steps that you can take. The thing that's so hard about that kind, you know, I have, I'm a dark thinker, you mm-hmm. know, and you can tell me all day long how great my fucking life is. It doesn't matter. You know, like sometimes the voices are so fucking loud that it can't well, penetrate. Anthony Bourdain right. and Kate right. very successful. And those are those those things we do and they're well-meaning. But what do you mean? But she makes such beautiful purses. She's how could so she successful. be depressed? How could she, you she know, like a teenage daughter? How, how could, could she, she possibly? Exactly. And mm-hmm. it's like... You know, and I think what that really speaks to is the fucking severity of these issues. Mm -hmm. And all we can really do, and I'm such a big advocate of, I really think, I just saw this on like some fucking Instagram gif or something, and it was, um, (laughs) okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Whatever those things are. But it was like, you know, there's nothing that's more valuable than like helping another person. Basically, mm-hmm. it's like that I'm fucking it up. But, you know, I like the idea of and, and this is going to seem dumb and, and like it would never work, you know, but like, what can you do to be helpful in your community? Because you will receive the benefits mm-hmm. tenfold, Absolutely. you know, and, and, and the problem with something like that is, if that's something if it's an action that you're willing to take, it may work for you, mm-hmm. you know, if you can't hear me, then you just can't hear me. And that's okay. You know, and then there's just nothing. It's it, to the time. Like I read this article that was like, if you're thinking of committing suicide, just wait one more hour. Which just is the basis of day. what just I wait. do, right? Exactly. Like, yeah. Because this will pass. Right. It will pass. Right. Hope, you know, we're going to keep moving. I, I, I found a... Because of this email, I, I tried to pull some other stuff because I just feel like this is such a, first of all, way beyond our pay grade. We have totally. no idea no how, to approach, how to approach this. <laughs> but I think if nothing but I'm else. I'm so proud of him for reaching out. You know, out. I just, that's sort of the thing. I just wanted to say like, hey, thank you so much for sending in this fucking letter. You know, Because somebody else needed to hear it too. That's right. You mm-hmm. know, so you've already taken the first step in opening up this conversation. You yourself are, are, are removing the stigma mm-hmm. by helping us learn more about you like this was a long email and I wanted to read all of it because I wanted us to get a good sense of who you are Mm -hmm. you can tell already it's 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 affected Dana and I Mm -hmm. we're emotional just hearing it we don't even know who you are you know but because we identify with some of those feelings and we know that other people do too Mm -hmm. you know and there's always that thing of like ask for help ask for help 
who fu- sometimes you can't, yeah. you know, sometimes you're trying to in your own way, but other people don't know, yeah. you know, so we just want to say thanks for starting with us. Mm-hmm. And we hope that we can continue to have this conversation and, and put the energy out into the world so that the people that are qualified yeah. can help us, yeah. you know, so that we can keep helping you, mm-hmm. you know, um, this, I want I'm going to move on to another message that we got. It said, I could really use help if you would try. I have a lot of anxiety that I've tried to deal with throughout my life, but recently it's been getting out of control. I will get anxiety panic attacks out of nowhere and they will continue for several minutes until I put on something relaxing like meditation music or something funny like Shane Dawson or the Absolute Worst podcast. (laughs) If either of you have any tips about dealing with anxiety, I would really appreciate it. Boy. She's speaking to me, that's for sure. <laughs> I I have had panic attacks too, and I would say, I mean, call Dan Tipton. Yeah, <laughs> that's what, but that's what I have found has worked for me. Like when I lose control of my breath, and that's what happens is the anxiety. I've tried to push it down for so long that my body physically is like, "Huh, uh-uh, Dana, mm-hmm. stop! You totally. have to deal with this, mm-hmm. and I'm going to make you by taking your breath away." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what happens, and. Um, I never know when it's coming. I know a few seconds before it's coming because my heart rate, Mm -hmm. I get heart palpitations Mm -hmm. and I'm like, here it comes, but I never can predict it. Right. Mm -hmm. So I have to take a minute. Uh, It's happened a couple of times while I was driving. I had to pull over. And for me, I did call because, you know, he's my confidant and I said, I can't breathe. I'm not exactly sure where this anxiety is coming from, but I just need to breathe through it because I've got to be somewhere, you know, whatever it is. And so um, some of the things that I've been, you got me the coloring book Mm -hmm. because I think anxiety, these panic attacks are the immediate 911, Mm -hmm. right? But there's things that we can do before and after Mm -hmm. that are going to help lessen that Mm -hmm. so that we don't get to Mm 911, right? So you got me the coloring book of dirty words and Mm -hmm. dirty sayings, which helps calm me sometimes. Sometimes I just write my name over and over Mm -hmm. on a piece of paper for a few minutes just to kind of like zen, zone out. Mm -hmm. Um, Take care of yourselves. I just spoke on the last, I think it was last week's, Deepak Chopra yes. is having a, a online 21-day meditation guided yes. meditation thing. I can't meditate. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll tell you how a shrimp masturbates before I'll be able to <laughs> sit still and because that's the kind of shit I read on the internet, you know. So, but a guided meditation is where someone walks you through it, right? Right. So you kind of have to sit there and be in it. Like when we Went to that, um, I went to a Reiki thing with a friend of mine, which I would normally never do. Yeah. But because I was with a group of people, I was accountable. I had to sit there and be quiet. And it was amazing. Yes. Right? So there's things like that you can do. Um, Look into holistic things if you want to. Therapy helped me out a lot. Um, CBD oil is something, I know that's not something that Allison would be interested in. We get it. Um, so, and some, some people would not be for that. And there's still a lot of research that needs to be done, but it is helping some people. Um, just look into the things that are, Allison doesn't want to call it self care. Never heard of it. Right. But, um, (laughs) but making sure that you take care of yourself because basically your body is physically telling you 911, I need help. I need help. 
Yeah. And I, you know, I've had similar experiences, but a different solution, which is right on topic with this show. Uh, (laughs) When I first got sober, you know, I had been living my life so haphazardly. And then the the alcohol was removed, you Mm -hmm, know, like mm -hmm. the thing that my solution is alcohol. Minus food. Right. So I've removed that that obsession from my, or I'm trying to. Right. So So what's next? Right. So then that's when I went the most crazy. Like Mm -hmm. once I physically got sober and, and removed the alcohol, I had debilitating panic attacks because mm. I did not know how to fucking live my life without alcohol. Yeah. And at the time I was living in Chicago and I would take the subway to go to work and I would walk down to the subway, rush hour traffic. I would have a panic attack to the point where everything went black. Mm-hmm. I couldn't see anything. And I would have to lay on a subway like the, you know, little benches there while everybody was walking in and off the train. There was a ton down. because I couldn't move. I was going to pass out. Yeah. And that happened to me fucking every day on my way to work. And I had just gotten sober and I was like, I need to be checked into a hospital. Like, this isn't fucking better. And in my case, what it was the result of is I had all of these unresolved issues in my life. I didn't have any fucking tools for living. Mm -hmm. You know, if I got in a fight with someone, I was like, bye, bitch. I just Mm -hmm. didn't talk to them again. And now all that alcohol was removed. I didn't have any other kind of solution. And my fucking life hit me in the face. Mm -hmm. You know, I had so much. I had fucking sexual trauma. I had physical trauma. I had a bunch of shit that I had poured alcohol on top of. Mm -hmm. And now I was trying to walk through my life. And it was a fucking nightmare. Mm -hmm. It was just like every decision I'd ever made in my life. So my first question to you is, you know, and Dana kind of nailed it on the head. Something's going on, Mm -hmm. you know, so like is telling you what what is it? And in some, you know, it's been a long time. What I did in that moment was I just kind of put one foot in front of the other. I was in a program like I was in a recovery program and I still am. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was kind of just following the people there and, and trying to learn how to live my life without alcohol. And and that required me to, you know, go talk to other alcoholics and Mm -hmm. figure out what they had been doing with their lives. Um, And for me that, you know, when I talk about recovery, that's my version of therapy. You know, I'm talking to other people who have been through it before me and they're giving me directions and kind of sending me back out into the world and saying like, go clean that up, go clean that up. You know, I've had to sit down with my friends that I've been friends with for years and say like, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, that wasn't appropriate or that wasn't okay. It's interesting that you're saying this because I was even going to say, you know, if you're not at a place where you're ready to seek out a therapist or anything like that to kind of figure out what's going on, at least find a friend and right. say, can I buy you lunch and can you let me talk for 30 minutes right. and then I'll let you talk for 30 <laughs> minutes? Like, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. And you don't have to direct me or advise me or anything, but I feel like if I can just have another human being witness and hear me, right. it might help me calm down. Totally. <laughs> and I never equated, I didn't realize that anxiety and fear were the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I am a fearful person. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. You know, I was afraid. I was afraid to live my life without alcohol. I was afraid. And it's been so long since I've had a drink, but thing I've, you know, it's gosh, it's been a long time. Well, I had a panic attack in that audition room Mm -hmm. after I had my baby, which is makes a ton of sense. I wasn't ready. You know, that was my body telling me you are not ready. Mm -hmm. You know, like I was still nursing my fucking kid. I had been back to work for like two weeks and I just, I put way too much on my plate Mm -hmm. and I had to take a step back. You know, we've talked a little about prayer, spirituality, mm-hmm. calling out to the universe. Yeah. For me, and I'm a prayer, you know, mm-hmm. like I don't know really who I'm praying to. I don't care necessarily. Yeah, I'm a prayer too, but I understand if people don't want to use that yeah, word. You know, yeah. yeah, whatever your thing is, whenever I'm kind of calling out to something that's not me or whatever, you know, or I'm just 
whatever you want to call it, you know, even if it's like a written meditation, however you want to think of it. Mine was always like, here, hey, God or universe or fucking cab driver, please help me remove the fear. Yeah. Please help me remove this fear. Yeah. You know, um, I actually, can I give you a shout out? Please, Allison? please. So I've had some career things going on that are very exciting, but also new for me and stressful. And I had a big um, situation that I was put into last week that was uncomfortable for me on a personal level, but also could lead to like business, whatever. It was mm-hmm. just a big deal, right? And I felt a panic mm-hmm. attack coming. But I think as a result of really trying to be more healthy mentally and spiritually, mm-hmm. yes, uh, yes, that I literally, I said, okay, I have this 40 minute window. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go get my nails done. Yes. And I laid there and closed my eyes and they gave me a little heat thing to put around my neck. And I said the mantra that we came Tell up with. Tell me what it me. is again. I forgot. I want to be mentally and spiritually healthy no matter the yes, circumstances. I love that. I am mentally and spirit. And I just chanted that over and over in my brain while these lovely ladies painted my nails. Yes. And and I didn't have a panic attack, yeah. which normally I would have lost my breath and been in the car crying mm-hmm. and Dan Tipton would have been like, okay, let's calm down, mm-hmm. you know, but I was able to get myself out of it with that little window of time that I had right. and that mantra to say it was just enough to take the edge off. It's so great. Where I could keep breathing. It's so great. Yeah. And, and you know, I just want to give a shout out to... Anybody who is trying, Mm -hmm. you know, the first guy that wrote in, he wrote to us, you're fucking trying, you win. Mm -hmm. You're doing fucking awesome. You know, this girl, like whatever you need to do to get through, you know, you're already listening to things that are funny, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's the opposite of somebody who's having a panic attack. They just, I know for me when I'm depressed, I don't want to laugh. I want to cry, you know, like, so you're doing. And she's asking, what can I do? Right. You're taking a contrary action. Mm -hmm. And what I found is those first couple contrary actions are like pulling fucking teeth. Mm -hmm. You know, they're so hard. It feels like I'm climbing a mountain. You know, the first time somebody gave me a phone number and said like, oh, so-and-so has panic attacks. You should call her. Yeah, I would never do that. It felt insane. (laughs) And of course I didn't until I was literally like, I can't go to work anymore. Like this is so unmanageable. And then I finally took one contrary action, an action that I didn't believe was going to work for me and that I thought was stupid. Mm -hmm. But it led me on the path to another contrary action and another. And, you know, now like being a parent, I, I... Listen, I'm not a vision of health. I had jalapeno chips for lunch. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. But like I, you know, I think when you start to take contrary actions in your life, you know, and sometimes it's, it's unfortunately, it's always the thing you want to do the least that's Mm going to help you the most. Mm -hmm. If you're an introvert, you need to start talking to people. Mm -hmm. If you have secrets, you need to start talking to people. I'm a tough case because I'm so manipulative that I look like a people person, but I can very easily not tell people in my life what's going on with me. And it seems like sometimes that I'm a vulnerable person because I talk so much, but I could still keep secrets. Mm-hmm. So I had a really hard time figuring out, for me, it was level of vulnerability mm-hmm. and being honest with people and saying, I'm really afraid. I'm really lonely. I'm really, whatever that thing is. And you know what? We're not seeking perfection here no. either. It's a long, We our lives are a marathon, yes. you know? And so like, I've talked about how like, I have issues with food and right now it's a new experience for me that I'm like terrified of food. And yet at the same time at 11 o'clock last night, I ate the last half of a brisket sandwich in my bed. Like, <laughs> Wait, the sandwich was just in your bed. 
I you brought just it found to my it? bed. Oh, I see. I brought the sandwich to my bed. I thought you found a discarded sandwich in your bed no, and was like, this seems great. I'll I just do this. I put it in the fridge this and at 11 stupid. o'clock at night, I was like, there's nobody else in this bed with me yet. I'm going to get that sandwich and eat it. And I did. And you know what? It's okay. Good for you, girl. It's okay. Well, and what I was going to say too is you've had like a tremendous amount of things you're working on, right? Because yeah. you took one little action. I feel like I feel like you hit a bottom yeah. and you started doing one and now you're doing a second thing and yeah. then you do a third thing. And now, you know, like I have been... And, um, I've been at the gym a lot lately. Yeah. I haven't lost any weight at all, but I feel great. <laughs> Good. You know, like I've been like falling asleep right when I put my head on the pillow. I'm, I was up at five wow. this morning. I woke up at five 30 on your I, own. Yes. Wow. But listen, but I, and usually at five 30, I wake up. I'm like, I got to start cooking stuff. I'm going to bake a cake. I'm crazy. I got to get, I went no. back to bed till six 45. Good for you. I don't even give a fuck. Wow. You know, I'm like, you know, so you, I ate a sandwich in bed and you went back to bed. We're <laughs> on the right path. <laughs> Go back to bed is what we're saying. Saying to everybody. And maybe bring us out. <laughs> you guys, don't worry. We fixed it. Here's another. Okay, so this is subject line. How do I explain to my mom that I don't see the point in life? My mm. fake name, Big PP. Oh, I like that. I love the show. I do. It's too. like we're we're like ready. We're like, okay, I'm wow, that's that really fucking serious. We gotta stop talking about sandwiches. Fake name, big pee-pee. Okay, we're okay, back. We're back. We're back. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Since I was nine years old, I remember thinking that playing with other kids was pointless and it was absurd. At 12, I stopped playing video games like a normal kid and went into a deep depression where I would only wake up to eat shit and cry. Mm. Now at 17, I see no point in doing anything because for me, life is absurd and pointless. Don't worry. I'm seeking actual help for this. But if I'm going to reach out for help, I need to tell my family so they can help me. The only person I have in my life is my mom. And I don't want to hurt her by saying I don't see the point in living. How do I explain it to her? What is your reaction if your son daughter told you this? Oh, my gosh. First of all, big pee-pee, I want you to know that I fucking love love you. you. I fucking love you. And I think the reality is, is you have to not worry about hurting their feelings so that they can help you save your life. Yeah. And also, um, just speaking as a mother, your mother wants to know this. That's right. You are not a burden on her by Mm -mm. saying, hey, I need some help. And you'll just have to, sometimes you can't. It's it's such a sweet thing, right? Because you are literally you need help, right? It's that like thing of like not being selfish, like right. people thinking suicide is selfish. Right. That's not the way it's thinking. This this person is not big PP is not big PP is being too too worried about somebody else. Right, right. And know? so you know, to answer your question as a mom, how would I feel if my if my kid came to me and said like I don't see a point in living and I want your help? I would be fucking heartbroken, of course, because but I know thrilled that you came, and then I would jump into action and do everything I could to help them. And you know what? I will say this too. If you are not comfortable going to your mom right now, Mm -hmm. that's okay. Yeah. Find someone else. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Well, and you said you're already seeking professional help, you know, and I would say invite your mom to be on that journey with you. Do you know what I mean? If that's comfortable. Right. Which he's saying, I mean, you know, that's his question is he wants to tell his family, how do I explain it to her? Yeah. You know, like you just sit down and say, mom, I love you I'm so much. I want to tell you that this is nothing that you've done. I don't know why I'm like this. I really want to figure it out. I want to get the support. And I just wanted to let you know about it because I want to be able to talk to you about it. Mm-hmm. Here's and it's the not thing. an abnormal thing either. Just no. so this per- so Big PP knows. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love saying Big PP. Um, you know, 
that you and it's very telling that you felt that way since you were very very young that uh, playing with other children was absurd you know there are you know children with adhd sometimes feel that way children with um asperger's like there are many people struggling with this and it's legit and you're not crazy right you know but you do have a huge pp and i think that's the thing that's the most (laughs) impressive about what you've got going here i think what's most impressive (laughs) is that you wrote to us and you're concerned about your mom and you're taking steps yes and it's just like, listen, you don't want to end up in a marriage where you haven't had sex for seven years. Didn't we learn anything from here? Which you have to have a conversation about it. I wonder, are we appropriate for you to be listening Probably to? not, actually. How did you find us? <laughs> More importantly, I want you to go to your mom and be like, I've been listening to this, this podcast. podcast. It's not appropriate. Yeah. I think I need adult supervision. Oh Please take gosh. it away from me. <laughs> Gosh, we love you. God, I fuck, that is true. How the fuck did you find us? You're 17 and you listen to us? They, I mean, Why that, is your PP so big? Good for What's you. What's happening? Good for you. <laughs> Be proud. Man, I'd get a t-shirt made if I had a big PP. <laughs> what is this show? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, but I sure do love big people. Listen, can you please tell your mom, and then can you please get her to listen? No, I'm just kidding. No. Can you tell us what happened? Yeah. Literally, if ever there was a time that we need to hear back from the people that have written in today, it's this episode. Yeah. Fucking write us back. And also, if you're listening and you aren't someone who wrote in, but you need to say something oh my God. and you have help. Now's the time. Now is the if time. If you've been thinking like, gosh, I identify so much with these people, but I'm not going to say anything. No, or, it's not I appropriate. I went that and here's what I learned. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really proud of people for this episode. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, you're gonna. So, I didn't mean for this to be sort of like a dark, depressing episode. I don't think it is. I think it's uplifting and wonderful, optimistic and hopeful. Until right now, so I'm gonna. Oh god. (laughs) So this is why I put this here. We've been talking a lot today about people reaching out and people asking for help and. Sometimes I feel like you're like, how am I going to help anybody? I don't know what to do, right? Like, how, well, who am I helping? Mm-hmm. I, I have nothing to give. I think that's one of the biggest things we think is I have nothing to give. We wouldn't have a podcast if you had to have something to give. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, because yeah, we don't. <laughs> we maybe don't have anything to give. That didn't stop us from trying to help we people. We still bought microphones. <laughs> So this is one of our OG fucking listeners. This okay. is this story is fucking insane. Okay? okay. So first of all, if anybody wants to look into this, explosion levels buildings in Sun Prairie, Wisconsin. This was a fucking gas leak. Okay. Oh. So this is I, I printed out the news article just to give people a little bit of a backstory. So there was an explosion caused by a gas lane line break in Sun Prairie, Wisconsin. The blast leveled several buildings. This is like out of fucking nowhere. Is this recent? Yes. Oh, Oh, this is from July 10th. Wow. The blast leveled several buildings. Two firefighters were taken to a hospital and one police officer was treated at the scene. One of the firefighters later died and Mm. another is in critical condition. Mm. A contractor struck a natural gas main shortly before the explosion rocked the Madison suburb of around 30,000 people. Oh, my God. This is one of our OG listeners wrote to me. 
Sun Prairie gas explosion. Tuesday, July 10th, around 6.15, we are driving home from work. We are at the corner of where the explosion took place, and we could smell the gas. I even said to my boyfriend, is that going to kill our birds? Construction workers hit gas lines all the time, so no big deal, right? Then around 6.55, a fireman is banging on our door, saying, we've got to go. We have to go now. I'm in my T-shirt and panties. My boyfriend is in his boxers and a T-shirt. We hurry up and get dressed. Didn't grab anything because we were thinking, no big deal. We'll just go kill time at Walmart. Got out of the apartment into the truck half a mile down the road you hear the first big explosion we stopped got out of the truck and started running we didn't know what would explode next the whole street exploded cars were exploding fire trucks were exploding it was like a movie these things happen in the movies not in real life So it turns out Verizon Communications hired a subcontractor for some work. That subcontractor hired someone else to do the work, and they hit a gas line. On Friday, we were allowed 10 minutes to grab what we could and go. One bird out of three survived. We grabbed him and some clothes and medications. We have been told our building is a complete loss, and it is too unstable to reenter and will eventually be demolished. Oh, my God. I am so thankful we got out. I'm even more thankful my kids were at their dad's when this happened. Who knows how traumatic it would have been for them to see this in person. Renters insurance can't file a complete claim until we are given official documentation that our building and belongings are a complete loss. That could take weeks. Even the ATF is investigating. So that's a summary of our story. But if you ever smell gas, run. Don't even think twice about it. This is where I feel foolish. Thank you for sharing. So she has a GoFundMe. Dana and I are going to donate $100 from Absolute Worst Podcast. Thank you for sharing our GoFundMe link. I truly cannot explain the emotions I am feeling through all of this. I go from feeling devastated, defeated, sad, grateful, and angry all within minutes. But I'm staying sober through it because she's fucking sober. The thing I want the most is a fucking cigarette. But I quit that almost three years ago when I refused to let Verizon Communications make me smoke again. Yes. (laughs) Thanks again, Allison. I do love your podcast that you have only by yourself. And it's great that you don't have a partner. (laughs) Oh, my God. And I envy you for taking the leap to do it. So... Um, we're gonna. This is wow. another situation where we have to break her anonymity. Her name is Kathleen Flint because we want you to donate to her GoFundMe. I'm gonna put the link in our show notes. She has a little thing. It says this used to be our home, but now it's boarded up. That's the picture on the GoFundMe. Oh we did God. have ten minutes yesterday to grab what we could and leave. That's it. Some clothing and medications and the one bird who survived. I understand if you can't help, but please share our GoFundMe link. Thank you, everyone. This seems so surreal. That she lost fucking everything. everything. Fucking everything wow is this the worst episode we've ever done <laughs> no because we're gonna help her yeah people are gonna rally and yeah. help her so we're gonna share her um gofundme on our social media we are gonna put it in the show and notes we, listen we know that we're not all rolling in dough oh we're certainly you got not five bucks extra that you're totally. not gonna buy a box at taco bell send it to and, this. and people yeah. always say that like oh i don't have any money like my one dollar is not gonna count it listen does count. it does you know nothing listen i wish that dana and i could start by donating like five thousand yeah. dollars but we're poor so we're gonna do 50 bucks each you yeah. know um yeah. if you you know if you are list you know this is a stupid thing i was gonna say if you're donating because you listen to the show put awp but of course you are just listening forget it but you know <laughs> if you could put a little something that so she knows where you came from yeah that um just put awp supporting her on the side of your or whatever uh, to let her know that you came from hearing it on the show and 
you know, I always hesitate when we do episodes like this, you know, Mm -hmm. but I I just, you know, I kind of go through our email and if there's a lot on one topic, you know, like I said with the first email, I didn't really want to wait. So Mm -hmm. we just wanted to put all this out here and now it's kind of like up to you guys to, Mm -hmm. to keep it going, you know? I think it was just meant to be because, you know, I'm just coming out of my fog. Yes. You know, so I am able to, um, hear this with such much healthier ears. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that is, there's so much we covered in today's episode, yeah. you know, yeah. um, we've offered a way to help if that's something that you can do financially, but also you can help just by writing in and mm-hmm. showing your support and sharing yeah. your experience. And also the people that wrote in can help by, by letting us hear from you again, mm-hmm. you know, like that really is a gift to us when we get to keep hearing your experience. And we don't expect everything to be okay. No. Just FYI. Right. Yeah. No. I, yeah. No, I mean, we certainly don't think that like now everybody's going to... You don't gonna... have to write in and be like, hey guys, guess what? Miraculously, everything's perfect. <laughs> like that's not the expectation No, here. not at all. Feel free to write back and be like, I listen to you guys and I'm still fucking lost, you idiots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is perfectly fine. It's fine. We yeah. get it. Yeah. I was thinking, should we end with an absolute yourst? Well, I definitely think we need a Neva's corner. Oh, what do you want? Th- do I have to apologize? We both do, but oh I'll take God. care of it if you want to open it up. Neva's Oof. corner. <laughs> oh, man. You know, a lot of people don't know that I'm a really good singer. Hi, Grandmama. Oh. <laughs> Um, there's a bunch of stuff I'm sure we need to apologize for. Mm-hmm. I think maybe the biggest one right now that we all apologize for and just sort of like close out on this for mm. Neva's Corner is I'm sorry that someone very young had access to us and our <laughs> podcast. We're really sorry that Big PP is listening. Um, we didn't we mean for it to be for we children. We didn't mean for it to be, well... <laughs> 18 is not a child, but I think we're not appropriate. Isn't it? No. 18 and older is an adult. 17 is a child. Don't condescend okay. to big pee-pee. Stop yelling in front of Neva. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, probably also I said fuck, so sorry about it. Right? Hi, Neva. It's me, Allison, your perfect granddaughter. Neva's corner. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wow. First of all, you don't do Neva's Corner before the absolute yours. Do you not know that we have a structure But here? I thought we were going to end with it. Are we not? Mm, maybe we are. <laughs> okay, wait. I just want to read Remember one. Remember earlier how yeah. we said there is a structure? Yeah, there is, but... You, we just blasted that We're going that fucking hell. rogue, I think. This has been a I heavy just, episode. I just feel like we need a little comic relief. All right. Okay? I'm with you. Okay, here we go. This is Usually subject- I disagree with you. Right now I agree. Yes, thank you. <laughs> this is Subject Line Girls. This is the third message I've sent you. Not trying to be an uber bugaboo, but I just thought of yours to send in. <laughs> Go ahead. Be a bugaboo. I like it. <laughs> and like several other listeners, I have been binging y'all. I'm from Kentucky. Oh, bugaboo must be a Kentucky must word. Be a Kentucky thing. And I can sympathize with Dana that Missouri isn't really a deep south state like no. Allison always says. Oh, whatever, bugaboo. Shut up. It's the truth. When I was in first grade, there was this girl in my class that for some reason I didn't like. I don't even think she did anything to me for me to have beef with her. Or maybe it was this really random and misdirected way for me to act out as a child. I wrote on a piece of paper and signed her name on it and put it on the teacher's desk at some point that day. I think it was before we went to the cafeteria for lunch. After we wrote, after we got back, the teacher sat us down on the carpet where we would sit Indian style and she was asking the class who wrote the note. And the teacher wanted someone to fess up. 
I confessed to the teacher after the class sat on the floor. I, of course, started crying and admitting I was guilty of writing it and signing her name. The note said, yes, please. Wipe my butt. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? She wrote, wipe my butt and signed someone else's name. It's a boy. It's a boy. It's a boy. Yeah. He wrote, wipe my butt, and then he signed somebody else's name. That's how old? What grade? Uh, first grade. First grade. Oh, fucking genius. Wipe my butt and sign somebody else's name. (laughs) This guy's a genius. Why of all things did I come up with that? (laughs) (laughs) Then he signed it, love, fake name, butt wiper. (laughs) Why? How do you dislike someone so much that you're like, I know just (laughs) thing. Do you like how we had a whole episode where we were talking about You cried, about help? I cried. <laughs> well, also, it was all about helping people, and then we ended with a bullying absolute yours, and we're like, that's hilarious. hilarious. Genius. You didn't but I love that child for life. <laughs> he also immediately copped to it. I, the, I wouldn't have. Oh, totally. I would have sat silent on that carpet. <laughs> <laughs> He was like, this bitch, I know what I'll do. Wipe my butt. Love, Carol. (laughs) That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. The teacher's like, but wiper, we need to talk. (laughs) Can you imagine? How how could she have not laughed? Like, let's think about the teacher first. I don't know what her name was. He didn't say it, Carol. No, he signed it, butt wiper. I'm saying the note that he wrote to the teacher. No, he didn't say I made Carol up. It's not that. okay. Okay. Well, it's leading. <laughs> but let's think about the teacher who goes yeah. to her desk. She's like, oh, what a great... Wipe my butt. Wipe my butt. Why does Carol want me to wipe my butt? to the teacher for, for knowing Carol didn't write this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I accidentally sniffed my first grade teacher's butt once. Oh Have I told you that? What are you talking it, about? <laughs> it was tragic. It stayed with what me my whole life. Even my first grade teacher was me. Her name was Mrs. Allen. And we sat in these on the little kindergarten chairs at big tables, right? And I had a question about my writing exercise, and I turned around to raise my hand and ask. And I took a big, deep breath when I turned, and my nose was in her butt. And I'll tell you what, it didn't smell good. (laughs) It didn't smell good in there. Allison, wake up. I'm so horrified. Mrs. Ellen is probably dead. I don't know a single one of my teacher's names. I remember most of them. Mrs. Archie, Mrs. Allen. How am I going to remember? Mrs. Greitz, Mrs. Barry. I wasn't even drinking yet. Why is that all blacked out? I don't know a single teacher name. Mrs. Fry. This is bullshit. I do know I started a gang when I was in kindergarten. (laughs) Of course you did. (laughs) I started girls' team and boys' team, and then I was the captain of the girls' team, and my boyfriend was the captain of the boys' team. (laughs) And then did you sleep with the whole boys team? No, I was in kindergarten, you sick fuck. But oh, we had to right. ch- I sh- I'm crazy. <laughs> we had to chase each other. Like, okay. it was just like to chase you it, but kiss each other when you talk Well, obviously we kissed Sarah. And also, I don't really appreciate talking about this. Everybody had a high school. brought it up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we need to tell each other that we love each other. I know, Allison. What? Sarah. Uh-huh. 
and all of our listeners. Hey, guys, we really, really love, love you. you. Thanks for being so honest with this us. This podcast is such a blessing it in my really life. Is. It's it so honestly crazy. honestly really is. I mean, I love that we were like, I mean, we're moms and we don't do much, so we're going to start this podcast and maybe it'll give us exposure for our careers. <laughs> and now it, it's so much more. It has fulfilled me emotionally, and it spiritually. hasn't helped our careers No, not even a little all. bit. And not you know what? Bit. I don't care. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I'm going to Deepak Chakra my way out of here. You're going to Oprah Chopra? <laughs> Oprah Chopra. <laughs> I love it. So I guess. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Shut up and sit down.